hey guys, it's Emma. It's been a while again um, because I had COVID. You can't see my face if you're listening, but I'm pouting. I can assure you that it looks like a like when a baby pouts. You know how it's so over the top where you're like, oh, it's your first hmm. time making faces. <laughs> you know what to do with yourself. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Jolie. I was telling Emma earlier that I can't decide if my current haircut, because I've been cutting my hair by myself for years at this point, it wasn't due to quarantine. I've just always been making bad decisions. I can't decide <laughs> if my hair is currently like 90s cool guy or early 2000s quirky girl. The kind of girl that has like fishnets on under shorts. She does mosaic art, but it's all like penises. Yeah. Like the kind of quirky where you're like, you need to pick one thing. You can't be doing <laughs> all of it. Maybe I can just grow my hair out and do like the, what's his name? Jordan Catalano from Who's My that? So-Called Life. Oh, yeah. Did you watch yeah, that? Of course I did. It was awful. But it's, <laughs> it's like such a specific point in my life that I have a lot of nostalgia about it. When I watch it now, I'm like, kids are fucking dumb. <laughs> Who wrote this? This is yeah. awful. Why did I relate to this? Yeah. No. Right? <laughs> no, that show was good. I like that one and Dead at 21 from MTV. I never saw that. That one was weird. It was like a, a kid had some sort of, I can't remember if it was like a, a government installed virus or if it was like some like chip in his brain. Once he turned 21, he was going to die. So he was trying to figure out how to like not to beat, the I chip. guess. <laughs> it was weird. Interesting. It I'm was like I'll all hacker style too. Like it was that like weird choppy, <laughs> like, oh, we're cool and like. Like when the internet was still like green. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I don't mean like green like new. I mean like green. Well, you mean both. Yeah. Both green and green. Yeah. You know in Hackers when they would do like those weird CGI like, oh, and this is the, like I'm in the Matrix and like I'm moving yeah. things around with my hands. It was like a lawnmower man situation where you're like, that doesn't, okay, nothing works like this. And that's weird. <laughs> Right. But in like Lawnmower Man and in Hackers, it was like so much worse because it's like, this is That's a older. ship and these are my files yeah. and I'm going to sink my file ship. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> That's like, none of this makes any sense. And it's if you were going to lean into any like weird visual like representation, why would you choose this? It's fucking stupid. But did we think it was stupid then or is it stupid no, now? No, it was really fucking cool then. I loved <laughs> Hackers. And I still do, if I'm honest with you. I still love Lawnmower Man. Even Like, I think it was the best encapsulation of that 90s era internet, like, hysteria. Yeah. You know what you mean? <laughs> Where it's like, everything is magical and we can do anything with the internet. Also, you can't do these things. <laughs> You can't even really do them well now, like even with Oculus and all that shit. Like it's still like a little bit weird. We had COVID the whole house and Julie Wait, saved so the, the day. kids had him too? Had him. Had him. <laughs> they all had him. I had him. We didn't get Mateo tested, but we got Lulu tested because the way it works at school is like if she doesn't have a positive test, she has to go from the parents last day of quarantine plus two weeks. So that's like a whole month of not going to school. We got her tested and she was positive. I was positive. Benny was positive. Yeah, it really sucked, but I'm glad we all are better now. Yeah, I didn't have taste and smell at all. I lost like 10 pounds. I did. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. I'm like 105 pounds or something. Oh, Jesus. I'm putting the weight back on. Right. But it's like when stuff doesn't taste like anything. You don't want to like eat. You don't want to eat it. Oh, by the way, I told people about the video that you sent me of you like with a bottle of vodka up to your face. Like, I don't smell anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's how yeah, she told me it was me. tequila <laughs> I mean <laughs> but seriously that was my tester tequila like makes me want to throw up if I smell it so right let's see yeah but it fucking sucked like I was sick on and off he was sick for probably eight days total but just like regular chest tightness cough like all that stuff no fever for anybody here that's amazing 
Well, because that's like the thing they test for. Like, yeah. And then they just like do the little thing. They're like, oh, yeah, you can come in. Yeah. And it's like, well, we all had COVID and definitely didn't have a fever at all. <sighs> and we don't know where we got it. Like I talked to the state to do contact tracing and it could be you anything. Know I mean? It's like, it, yeah, exactly. It's like I could have picked up a shopping cart that was sterilized, except for this one place where somebody like had just wiped their nose or, you know, like it could just be right. this whole thing. And if you're you wiping know? your nose on a shopping cart, you really are like chaos incarnate. <laughs> Don't do that. It's <laughs> fucking rude. <laughs> but yeah, Jolie, you saved the day for me and my family. You brought me edibles. <laughs> Smoothies. Because I like could not even think about making the kids a smoothie. It's no. too much. It's way too much. I started crying actually when you told me. Aww, I was like, yeah. everyone's so fucking sick. What are we going to do? I know. I was like so worried about you and your little family. I was worried about Nori because I was like, you know, you never know what's going to happen with kids. Some kids get it and they're like, yeah, whatever. Bounce back. Mm -hmm. And some kids get it and are sick forever. Yeah. Or get that like weird. Like the inflammatory whatever response. I don't feel like people understand how varied the response is. So a lot of people will say, oh, well, my friend had COVID and they got better. It's like, well, yeah, for every person that gets better, though, there's a person out there who never recovers. Mm Mm-hmm. Who yeah. always has this overlying issue, you know? Yeah. I mean, mine was like really in waves. It's like I'd have like a day of feeling normal and then like a day of feeling like shit. And then, oh, I feel good. I'm going to get up for a couple hours and then being like, whoopsies. <laughs> I just <laughs> nope. not have done that. Um, yeah. But I'm just happy that we all feel better. My friend Lindsay had gotten covid but we thought it was an ovarian cyst she's like oh god it feels like a cyst because there was like weird menstrual symptoms with the strain that we got my friend didn't have an ovarian cyst she had covid oh my god we got someone else in our pod sick it's a mess you know and it sucks because like when you say that you trust these people it's like oh yeah okay I, i do but then it goes back to what we were saying before it's like well somebody could be being careful and still somehow contract the virus and I mean I don't know and she doesn't know how she got it and you know nobody knows and I think the other thing that's hard with pods is that a lot of people assume that you know you're in your pod but if they have other people that they're seeing outside of the pod then that's not a pod anymore because you're just introducing whoever those people interacted with and that goes on and on and Mm -hmm. on so no exactly it really is like you have to be able to say I'm literally not going to see anyone but these mm-hmm. people and everyone has to agree to that. And the minute that they can't agree to that anymore, they need to be upfront about it. Yeah. But I think there's like a little bit of lax attitude happening with a lot of stuff. Not not to say that any of your friends had that, just to say that I've seen like online kind of a lax attitude, like the CDC lifted mask mandates and the CDC says that you can't get it if you're like out in the park and in the sunshine. It's like, well, the CDC doesn't know who's coming around you. Mm-hmm. They don't know like how much close contact you have. And really it's 15 minutes per day and that's all day. So mm-hmm. if you've had close contact with three different people who don't know that they have COVID yet and are outside mm-hmm. and in your face or even like yeah. walking past you and talking, their droplets might get on you. It's not fun to like be in the house or like to stay away from people, but it's kind of necessary. Oh, for sure. I mean, we quarantined obviously, like for the 10 days that we were supposed to, but we didn't even like go on walks in front of our house or anything because we have like elderly neighbors and exactly what you're saying. It's like, well, we have a yard. We can stay in the yard. Because like once I started feeling better after like four days of being sick, it was like super warm out and it felt good to just like feel like shit in the backyard in the sun. To bask like like a little lizard. Yeah, just like, I don't feel good. (laughs) That like helped, it really helped me like heal, I think. Right. But yeah, I wasn't about to put my droplets on the street. It's hard because you get so many mixed messages. And I do think that the CDC is being a little lackadaisical with Mm -hmm. saying, oh, people are getting vaccinated now. It's going to be okay. But it's like, no, but a lot of people are not getting vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people can't be vaccinated. And there are so many young children who don't have access to any sort of vaccine. So we do still have to be careful. And I think it's a little bit irresponsible for people to be told already that they can like lift indoor mask mandates. I think that's mm-hmm. insane. No, I agree with you. I mean, I do feel good about outside it not being as as serious or I don't know. There's not as much of a chance because there's so much space and there's proper ventilation. But once you put people indoors, that mm-hmm. all changes very quickly. I would rather be too careful, like overly careful and know that I was being ridiculous, but I, you know, was doing it because I wanted people to be okay. If everybody had that attitude from the start, it maybe we would be done with this now. When I got your text, I actually was in the car and I just started crying because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
No, I you know. hear all these horror stories about people who get like crazy sick. Like my my friend Angela's cousin was like really, really sick, had to go to the hospital, but got better, got sick a second time and was very close to death. Like he had brain wow. swelling. Yeah. Oh my God. His brain was swollen and he was seeing mm-hmm. things and talking to people who weren't there. And it's so scary. You don't know how people are going to respond. I did have something weird happen though towards the end of my sickness. My sleep got messed up. And when I'd wake up in the night, I'd have like super rapid heartbeat. And then just like standing up, my heart rate was like 150 something. Like I checked it and I text Benny. I was like, something's wrong. Like my heart rate is like 157 or... That's really horrifying. It was. I mean, I used to go to spin class. That's what my heart rate <laughs> my heart rate would be. That's doing cardio and not like standing up. With women, the symptoms for heart attack are not the same as with men. Like Mm -hmm. with women, it's more like, oh, I don't feel good. Kind of like dizzy and nauseous. Yuck. Oh, and of course, like hopping on WebMD, like COVID, fast heart rate, aching hips. It's like, like, oh, by the way, you have cancer too. Oh, no. I knew it. I made a joke once, like I had a weird taste in my mouth, so I for sure have cancer, but I'm a perfectly balanced and mentally sound person. <laughs> I was like one of my most like retweeted tweets back in the early days of Twitter. Yeah, that's Look right. Look at you. I know. It's wonderful. It's just because it got retweeted by like one specific person. That was like extra funny and popular. Like legitimately famous. Wow. He's also a fucking creep, but hmm. this was before I knew the depths of his creepiness. But yeah, he hmm. retweeted it and then a whole bunch of people retweeted it. And I was like, oh, glad my mental illness is like cool for you guys. <laughs> cracking you up. I find so much joy in like mental illness memes that like conceived dreams Instagram. I was like sending you a bunch of those. Oh, oh they're so God. fun. <laughs> It's like, like tomorrow will too. be a better day. Like maybe the sun will explode. <laughs> I got an email that called us cheerful nihilists. And I was like, yes, that is what that we called are. us that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, love yeah. that. Because <laughs> we're just like, yeah, everything sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when you add LOL after stuff. It's like, I feel like jumping off the roof. LOL. <laughs> I'm not joking. Ha ha ha. It's like. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> It's funny, though. It's funny. It is funny. I think it's like fine. if you can laugh at yourself and your own like insanity, then I think you're you're probably going to be OK. Most of totally. the time I can recognize that my brain is working against me. So I'm like, OK. Yeah. Really <laughs> like that maybe doesn't need to happen. Like <laughs> I'm not going to run away. Just stop. Thinking about it is fine. Yay for mental illness. Yeah. So if, if you people listening have noticed we don't really have a topic we're just chatting we're going to talk about ourselves I guess and what (laughs) things that we think are uh, heavy our specific idea was things that make us cry when we're high I know what my topic is do you know what your topic is yeah I think about plastic and our problem with plastic everywhere oh it's so crazy like I just watched this show about it what did they call it? Like wishful recycling. A lot of the stuff that we like consider recyclable is not recyclable. Well, I also remember reading something recently where it's like a lot of the independently run recycling contractors don't recycle anything. They just take shit straight to the landfill because they're overworked. Well, and I feel like they're overworked because they have to sort through all this shit. Okay, you ready to be overwhelmed? Oh, God. There are 5.25 trillion pieces of plastic debris in the ocean. Of that mass, 269,000 tons float on the surface, while 4 billion plastic microfibers per square kilometer are in the deep sea. Like those numbers are already like just too big in general. Right. Your brain doesn't process numbers after a certain point. It's like, oh, well, you could tell me 2000. I'd be like, that's a lot. Right. But this is like trillions of pieces of plastic. And it's like every day those pieces of plastic are getting smaller, but they're not ever going to go away. And they end up like in our food and stuff. Yeah, they're in our food. Like we're all made of plastic now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Think of it like the circle of life. It's fucked up and it's weird. And there's like that garbage island. We just keep buying things. Yeah, that's the end of the statement. We just keep buying things like everybody like it just keeps getting produced and then bought and made like more shitty. So it just becomes garbage. And then like we're just on garbage planet. Ew. (laughs) Is that the note? (laughs) These are my notes. Ew. (laughs) Yuck. I mean, it's just (laughs) insane. 
It costs $4,000 to recycle one ton of plastic bags, and then it can be sold that same amount for $32. What I mean, that's what, what, almost 100 times more? Oh, my God. Plastic bags. I mean, what the fuck, right? Like, they banned plastic bags, but Target has been giving out plastic bags. Like, you have what's to pay for them, but still. What kills me about it is that there are plenty of uh, manufacturers that are making things that are like corn based so that they can decompose. Not like mm-hmm. it's some magic miracle because if you have so much shit in one area, it is going to build up methane gas and it is going <laughs> to be harmful as well. These products exist and, and people just aren't, they just don't want to put money into the cost of purchasing these products as opposed to like plastic straws and and plastic cups, even though there's plenty that we can do. Like, I do yeah. think that straws have to be made available for people who have like various, you know, disabilities and, and need the straws because there are plenty of people who need straws, but we can make those straws out of something else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, paper straws suck. Like, I definitely will use yeah. them, but they get weird. They get like pulpy. Yeah, they, they do. There's like that, the corn ones that like feel more crisp or something. What I will say about them is that I don't think that they're able to be made with like a a bendable straw, which I know some people need those bendable straws. Yeah. But they are better than using plastic. Like a lot of people are like, well, you're ableist if you're saying that, you know, people can't have their straws. It's like, no, people need straws. I get it. Like Mm -hmm. that's that's totally a thing. But I think that as a citizen of the earth, regardless of what you're various disabilities you might have, you probably want to continue living on a planet that's not gross. So you should also be pushing for people to make more responsible choices, for companies to make more responsible choices. It's already like fucking gross. There should just be this like unanimous decision that's just like, guys, we can't be shipping our trash and recycling from country to country because we don't know what to do. I mean, that's literally what's happening. Yeah. Why don't we all just stop making plastic? And it's just like an agreement. And it's like, and money is fake for right now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's like, let's just all figure it out. I don't know. Like, I sound like a nutcase. <laughs> Your face, you're like, okay. It's an overwhelming problem. And I think the biggest thing is that people have been fed a lie that it's their personal decisions that contribute to the overwhelming problem. But it's Really, your personal decisions don't make much of an impact. It's the Mm -hmm. decisions of government and large corporations. 100%. When those various entities are forced to get in line and to stop creating more problems and to stop leaning on things that are inexpensive rather than things that are like right, then Mm -hmm. I think big changes are possible. But you and I, as people, not going to make much of an impact. Me bringing my like personal silicone straw, you know, right. like whatever isn't that doesn't do much. Like there are still, you know, Starbucks is still handing out plastic straws. They shouldn't be. And they are a cups. multi-billion-dollar company that can afford to invest in products that aren't made of plastic, and they wouldn't even have to raise their prices. I know everyone's like, "Well, it's going to raise your prices for your coffee." It's like, no, it won't. We're already so inflated. And it's not because the coffee is worth that. (laughs) No, no, Starbucks. (laughs) Like it's it's all greed based. It's all greed based. It's all about the bottom line. It's all about CEOs making the most money. And it and it's even worse that, you know, companies put the onus then on people to not ask for straws or to not ask for plastic bags. It's like you are providing these things, dum dum. Right. And then you just like feel like an asshole asking for it. And it's like well, if you provided me with another option, then none of us would be dicks. Right, exactly. Paper bags are awesome. Yeah, paper bags are awesome. No, but I mean, plastic, I'm like looking around my room here and like there's a lot of plastic in here. Yeah, almost everything is made of like some non-recyclable material. I mean, same thing with clothing. Like, oh, God. Clothing has plastic in it. I am 100% guilty of shopping fast fashion. Because it's inexpensive and you can afford it. I mean, yeah. But then it's mm-hmm. like in the same breath. I'm like, but, you know, plastic. And, <laughs> you know, take a dab and start thinking about plastic. And then all of a sudden you're, you're in this crying. rabbit hole of <laughs> how everything's made of plastic. We're all going to die. 
<laughs> We're all going to die on a mound of plastic. Bury me in plastic. No, please do not. Yeah, so two-thirds of the world's fish stock are suffering from plastic ingestion. That's like causing the ocean to acidify, you know, because of like the different pH levels. Which means that more fish are dying. Yeah, there's 200 areas identified by scientists that are called like dead zones where nothing is living. 200 different areas in the sea. Again, circle of life shit. It's like that is part of the world. It's the largest part of our world. Yeah, that we like know nothing about. The sea is crazy. That would be a good episode. Just like people are going to Mars. People want to go to Mars and we haven't explored some of the deepest portions of our oceans. I know. Couldn't we live in like a submarine world instead? I mean, I feel like that's a recipe for a horror movie. <laughs> we're, we're stuck 90 feet under the sea. Like more than and a that, giant yeah. shark is coming to get us. <laughs> I like how you said 90 feet under the sea. Like that's like, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's scary down here. Oh, no. It's so dark. Oh, my God. One of the cool things that I have read about recently, and by recently, I mean at least within the last six months, I don't know when, and I don't know where I found this, so I, don't quote me. <laughs> Where's your source? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you because I want you to experience the joy of knowledge on your own. Um, but scientists are working on bacteria that will eat plastic, which I think is cool. But that's, that's also great. like... A recipe for a horror movie, right? Right. I was just gonna think that. I was just it's gonna become that. sentient and take over our planet and be like, plastic is king. Kill the humans, right? Or <laughs> we all have more plastic in us than we know, and it can Ooh. sense it and it starts eating us. <gasps> Screenwriters, what's up? <laughs> I gotta be honest. I don't hate that. Right. Me neither. <laughs> you really, it would be a good movie. But yeah, it's like so many of our problems, there are amazing people working on it. But at the same time, if our major corporations and government don't get in line and, and be like, OK, bottom line, doesn't matter if we're all dead. We're, we're actually not going to be able to live on Mars, you guys. I don't know how to tell you this. I don't know how right? to explain it to you, Elon Musk. But you taking some people to Mars doesn't fucking mean anything because we're not going to be able to live there. Well, and isn't <laughs> that just like the same whole like thing about plastic? I mean, this. Again, I sound like a nut with this reference, but this mentality of like, well, let's just toss it away, whatever. People are so focused on getting the fuck off Earth that they don't think about the fact that we could actually fix all of this. Right. It's always like, you know, some 14 year old writes like an amazing essay about saving the Earth and everyone's happy. And then we just continue to like, you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like that happens. Like, oh, amazing child making a difference on the planet. And it's the, Never. it's the same conversation that's been going on for the past like 200 years because like, well, not 200, but like 120 something since industrialization, yeah. we have been slowly but surely fighting to be able to have companies have some sort of accountability for the shit that they do, which mm -hmm. is not easy considering that we are a capitalist society and capitalism is a cancer. I've said mm -hmm. it before. I will say yeah, it again. I completely agree. We have gotten so far, but every like 20 or so years, we take a giant step back and just say, yeah, companies do whatever you want. We'll keep giving you money. We'll give you breaks. We'll give you tax breaks. You can like pass that on to your CEOs and it'll surely trickle down. It's like, no, nobody needs to be a fucking billionaire. Anyone who's a billionaire should be giving that money away. And I know that like the term billionaire, it's usually not people actually having billions of dollars, but that their net worth is that. Mm -hmm. that's super complicated. I totally get it. But still, these people have more money than they could ever use in like 50 lifetimes. Right. With our I whole know. family involved. <laughs> yeah. It's like these companies don't need to be sitting on that kind of income. That already tells you that they're not paying workers properly, that they're cutting mm -hmm. costs where they don't need to be cut, mm -hmm. that the cheap prices that we're paying for, they actually aren't worth it. They just aren't worth it. I genuinely worry Every time a new species go goes extinct, we're killing everything. And we have been for a while. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And it that's totally why I say, is. like, people shouldn't feel like it's their responsibility to change the world by not getting a plastic straw. Like, it starts, <laughs> I know. It starts from yeah. way above us. Mm -hmm. Like, uh. I do want to do my part and I do want to feel like I'm involved. But the biggest involvement I can have is telling Congress to, like, not allow companies to do this. Mm -hmm. To have laws in place that prevent people from doing this, from making these kinds of giant decisions that kill everybody. 
Yeah. And what I think is the most fucked up about that whole like reasoning that like we have to do is that like that just isn't going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's just flat out not going to happen. I want to also be clear that a lot of people need to have things packaged in plastics because their sensitivities to certain like foods and stuff is so strong that they will Mm -hmm. die if Mm -hmm. things aren't packaged in a very specific way. And I totally get that people will need to have access to those things always. Well, yeah, like plastic in general is not like the root of all evil, you know, because like medical equipment and stuff, you know, like that's made of plastic, you know, that's important. But like, I don't even know. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's it's overwhelming, right? Look, guys, this is not like a super researched episode. Emma and I made that pretty clear to you a minute ago, but we needed a win today, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. It's been a while. I have some more stats here. Let's cry. So the top 20 countries for plastic pollution are, I mean, we're in here, but we're actually pretty low. We're the lowest on the chart, and China is the highest by a lot. Well, they produce everything, don't they? Yeah. You know, and also a lot of like recycled plastic gets sent to China for them to like figure out what they can do with this plastic. But yeah, so China, Indonesia, Philippines, Vietnam, Sri Lanka, Thailand. So it's all like places that produce Mm -hmm. big places of production for like Western consumers. We produce around the same amount of plastic pollution as North Korea. But I think the reason why is because we send, we don't do anything here. We're just as good as North Korea, you guys. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Kim Jong-un. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And then there's like the whole bottled water issue. It's just like, oh stop buying bottled water. You know, people made such a big deal about Will Smith's son. I can't remember his name. Jaden? Jaden. Yeah. What did he do? He created a water company that employs only American workers. So it's an American-based company. It's essentially like boxed water. So everything is compostable. Yeah. And it's amazing. People are all like, oh my God, such a fucking spoiled little millennial, like creating a water company. It's like, do you understand what he's doing? And they also give away water. They give away water to like residents of Flint who, by the by, still suffering from lead poisoning. Nothing I know. Ever gets like, what is, what is wrong with it here? It's <laughs> like, <laughs> our country is so obsessed with being the best country, a, like leading world superpower, and we can't even fucking get people clean water. I know. I was talking to this guy from Sweden online. He's like, oh, I'd love to come to the U.S. I was like, why? I was like, Don't. Sweden, <laughs> like, Sweden seems really cool. Are you a movie star? You have no reason to want to come here. <laughs> right. Hollywood is like the amazing place for people who want to act in movies. I totally understand that. Like, I think it's weird because a lot of people do movies better than we do. But whatever. I know, right? It's so strange. It really is. Like, if you want to be a movie star or if you want to be a pop star, go to America. Mm-hmm. Like, like Hollywood. Who, who poisoned people's minds to make them think that like pop stars anywhere else are just not as good like right? can't make a living but it is like the american market is just rabid for what they like and they will spend so much money mm-hmm. it's also like an amazing amount of hustle and like bowing down to american superiority that i just don't even think it's worth it i would hate to be like a real celebrity i couldn't say like and i mean like a real one like i don't mean yeah. like a local celebrity like i mean like an actual like you can't walk to some place without people stopping you. Yeah, I mean, it's different now without the paparazzi. I was thinking about that. Did you see that uh, Nancy Grace clip? She like called someone out for calling Britney Spears crazy. What? No, I didn't see oh, that. Oh, and I shared it even though she's like Fox News lady. I was like, you're <laughs> boss bitch. But someone was like calling Britney crazy about like talking about her court case being like, oh, like she's crazy. She once asked to go shopping at 4 a.m., blah, blah, blah. And Nancy Grace was like, she was like, I'm not impressed. Or she said something like, I'm not impressed with you, Angela, or like some shit. But she's like, she's not crazy. Like she was being stalked by. She asked to go shopping at 4 a.m. because that's probably the only time she can fucking get away from most people. Right. I loved that she stood up for her. I'm like, yeah, like and all pop stars should be given 
the opportunity to be human beings and not be like followed around. But that's just not reality. I would hate to be a star. Oh, God. No, I don't even like it when people look at me when I'm like walking down the street. I'm just like, you're being invasive. I get that your eyeballs like need to look at people to like see what's going on. I get that we're all animals and we want to check in with each other. But like, don't fucking look at me. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I should share a few more stats. Yeah. Complain a little bit more. Our plastics just in general, that's like durable plastics. So like, like laundry containers, like that kind of thicker plastic, also like toys or maybe trash trash cans, stuff like that. Yeah. So this is for one person per year creates 72.9 pounds every year. One person. Oh, God. For plastic bottles and jars, 17.7 pounds. And then different kind of plastic containers, 8.98 pounds. I mean, it, it goes on and on for all these different ones. Like the indurable plastics, like the clamshell crates that blueberries are in, that's 28.22 pounds per for person. For fuck's sake. Per year. So it's like you add all that together in plastic. I mean, that's like, what, 150 pounds? maybe per person and just plastic. So that's not counting like metal and like other types of garbage. I just, we, there's no reason for us to not do better. I know. Well, in those clamshells, like you can't even, it can't even recycle them. Like yeah, they I say thought that, that you could. Can. Like I, I had been washing them and then like all of a sudden I look on our, our pamphlet and I'm like, oh, so I guess we can't. And Bryson's been telling me like, yeah, apparently we can't recycle any of this shit. That, yeah. So me and Benny had an epiphany the other day. And we're only doing paper and cans now, which feels weird. Well, paper cans and then like the durable plastics that you really can recycle, like the laundry shit. But it's like we're actually causing a problem. Like we're actually perpetuating the problem by being like recycle crusaders and like recycling everything, even though a lot of it isn't actually recyclable. Right. And the minute they see one non-recyclable thing in your bin, they have to just dump the whole thing because it's not worth going through every single piece. They're not going to. They have mm-hmm. so much waste to individually hand pick through that there is no point then because yeah. they, they can already tell that you didn't pay attention to the directions. Right. So it's like just throw it out. It's just totally alarming. I think one of the other things that you can do if you have access to a car is there is a lot of stuff that is recyclable if you hand bin it and then Mm -hmm. take it to the recycling center. Mm -hmm. You do then have to pay for them to take it from you, but it's usually not that much money. And again, this is like a super like privileged place to come from like, oh, yeah, just take your stuff to the recycling center. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. I totally understand. But like if you do have that as an option, I think it's a really great idea and like it makes you feel good about you yeah totally and at the end of the day we need our little wins right mm-hmm. i recycle <laughs> it's a little tag or i got my covid shot sticker uh-huh. and i was like what am i gonna do with this post it all over instagram <laughs> we did it i can't wait to get vaccinated i know i'm so excited for you guys to get vaccinated too it really sucks that you didn't get to <laughs> my appointment was the day after my test <laughs> my positive can i still come in no <laughs> You may not. (laughs) When you think about this while you're high, what about it makes you cry? Is it like a feeling of helplessness? A feeling of helplessness and and like the realization of all the plastic that surrounds me. (laughs) Like, like, oh, all of it, everything, my sheets. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Like even the things that are made of wood. I know. Speaking of which, another thing that makes me cry is kids getting squished by dressers. Oh, my God. Speaking of particle board, but that's a whole other thing. That's a fucking nightmare. It's a whole other thing. But, you know, it's the same kind of thing. It's like we're just so fucking cheap. It's like, well, it's okay if this falls over when the drawers are open. Right? It looks like a dresser. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) I was pretty lucky. Ripley wasn't like a crazy, crazy toddler. I was always able to tell her, like, you climb on this and it falls over on you, you will die. And I never, like, shielded her from that. I was like, you will not live anymore. You will get so hurt that you won't live. Do not ever climb on this. And she was really good about listening to that and pretty much only climbing on the stuff that she could climb on Mm -hmm. without, like, getting injured. Yeah, some kids are just bonkers and they're little, like, tornadoes. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, if furniture was made in a... In the way that it's supposed to, it wouldn't tip, <laughs> or it would be less exactly. likely to tip. Yeah, I guess. I guess if I'm stony and I start thinking about plastics, 
that's what it is. It's like being trapped. There's no beginning and there's no end. Now I'm going to like stare off into space. <laughs> now I'm empty. Just like that. Just like, oh my All God. All right, you guys, you have been listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Seriously. I think for me also, with the thing with plastics is knowing that there are so many animals that are suffering because we, as a species, have have not taken care of our environment and it's not their fault. Uh And they are coming in and digging through our trash to get food. A lot of space that was reserved for them is now a landfill or is now super industrialized. There is no space for anyone but us. Yeah. Well, and again, it's like what I was saying about the circle of life. It's like, okay, a bear eats a fish or I don't know, some shit. At the top, we're still eating the plastic. Everybody's eating it. Or even just seeing like baby birds who like, they get their tummies cut open. They they get their tummies cut open or like they die. And a scientist is like, why are all these birds dying? And their stomachs are full of plastic. Like they've just mm-hmm. been eating and eating and never getting nutrition. I know. That is like it's the horrifying. worst thing I can think of. Right? It's like just trying to live and never actually being able to survive. Because you think you're eating food, but you're eating like little fucking plastic pellets. I know. See, this is where it starts to get to be too much for me. And then I start thinking about this like dystopian world in the future where like you go to the beach and like you go to like touch the sand and it's just like these micro beads and it's all different colors and you're just like, I'm at the beach. It's just like, (laughs) it's supposed to be sand. (laughs) Yeah, but it's all just plastic. It's like this like horrifying daydream of mine. (laughs) I have the uh, dystopian future thought of like, somehow we have survived some sort of major apocalypse and because of our own actions like nothing grows and I just have to like watch my family die in front of me just like slowly perish from from hunger oh I wouldn't want to eat them I don't think I think I would rather just die I think the right thing to do would be for like everybody to make a blood sacrifice you know everybody gives a little bit of their flesh to feed each other (laughs) that can only Uh, last so long (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know that it would be terrible that's asking for trouble it's well it's you know horrible. that's why it's important to garden or like have get a greenhouse <laughs> it's like totally that's that's another thing though like there are so many people who don't have access to like community gardens who have mm-hmm. literally one grocery store in their whole area and it takes like 45 mm-hmm. minutes to an hour to get there so they're most oftentimes relying on fast food which is probably filled with plastic too I feel like a lot of times poor people and people with specialized needs get a lot of shit piled on them for their decisions. Like, oh, well, you're eating fast food all the time. You're buying shit in plastic that like needs to be microwaved. So you just need to stop. It's like they're just doing their best to survive. It is really rich people's job and corporations. I completely agree. If you're in a position where you have to like work two jobs, you have kids and you're exhausted, a single parent, like what? Feed your kid what you can. Whatever. Exactly. Like you... Of course, you're eating quick meals and stuff. You don't have time to do that stuff. And during the time that you do have, do you really want to spend it like that? No. Exactly. There are people out there who do manage to do the two jobs and like cook a home meal and, and you know, mm-hmm. garden and do all of that. And that's amazing for them. But literally not everybody has that kind of energy. And it's insane mm-hmm. to insist that they do. It's just ridiculous to say, you know, there are 24 usable hours in every day. It's like, go fuck yourself, actually. Right. Because there's a big difference between 24 hours where you wake up and a cleaning lady is like already doing your laundry and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Down with the rich. No. <laughs> kidding, not kidding. I want money, though. And if I, like, had a bunch of money, I wouldn't be a total dickhead about it. And honestly, like, I don't understand That's because you've been poor. (laughs) I guess so. Not growing up, though. Just as an irresponsible young adult. (laughs) I grew up with not having, like, a lot of money. So I always saw my mom struggle, and I always saw her, like, work really, really hard as a single mom to just make ends meet and to try to give me everything that she could. So I know that I can make it if I was like dirt poor, but Mm -hmm. anyone who says money doesn't bring happiness is mistaking their financial comfort for everything that life has to provide. And there is a lot that financial comfort does for you. Like, no, money doesn't buy happiness. Like nothing buys happiness. 
However, money can really fucking assist you. Totally. I mean, just not even this having the stress of being concerned about money is like beneficial for your health. I think it was in Sacramento or maybe Oakland or something. Some mayor decided to give like 15 people below the poverty line, like extra money just as like a test or whatever. And people were like, oh, they're going to like use it to buy drugs or whatever. And (laughs) none of them did. And it like greatly improved their quality of life. Like some of them were able to quit their second job and spend more time with their kids. And it's like, if you Mm -hmm. think about that chain of events, like in the long term, it's like, oh, now this child has a parent who's home with them more often. And, you know, it's like this whole thing that just this little extra amount of money, like allowed their lives to be better. Yeah. And children suffer when people aren't given the money that they need to survive. And anyone who says like, if you can't work 16 hours a day to feed yourself and your kids, then you don't deserve to live is a fucking sadist. Like there's something wrong with that. People say that. that. That's a thing that people people say. No, people don't say that specifically, (laughs) but they're like, well, if you would just get a job, it's like, okay, well, if I have to work 16 hours a day to actually be able to Mm -hmm. feed my whole family, because like, I'm a one parent household through like either choices that were made or through no fault of my own. It doesn't actually make a difference because if you have kids, you just have kids. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And anyone who's saying like, oh, well, welfare queens, it's like, well, that do you know how much people get on welfare? It's not enough. A lot of times parents are crying at night because they don't get to eat and they still aren't feeding their kids properly. Mm-hmm. They have to think about that. They have to think like, I don't want you to suffer, so I'm not going to eat. But I also have to work and I have to do everything else and I'm miserable and I'm falling apart and you're still not eating as well as you should be. Like anyone who says that anyone deserves to not eat. (laughs) No, it's totally fucked up. And it's like the people who do say things like that are people that could potentially help fix the problem. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the whole mentality, like this has has to change. But just like the fucking plastic, it's not going to. Right. Because it's just people who have no real experience with it saying, well, if you do this, then you're just going to make these people reliant on you. When we were unemployed and we were both getting unemployment, we were making like three times more money as a family than we had been before when both of us were getting unemployment, plus like the extra 600 a week each. I mean, that was a reality check. I was like, holy shit. Like, I mean, we were able to build our savings a lot. And honestly, there there is nothing but benefits to giving people a stipend for living, for giving Every American under a certain level of income, a stipend for living. There's nothing but benefits. People don't use it on drugs. They usually end up having much better lives and having less of an issue with drug abuse or, you know, various illnesses because they can actually afford to take care of themselves and their life isn't fucking depressing. Like people Mm -hmm. don't go to drugs because drugs are fun. I mean, maybe at first. Well, I guess not. People At first, it might be like, hey... I was given a prescription for Oxycontin and my body is particularly susceptible to addiction. And now I figured this out and I need it all the time. But most Mm -hmm. of the time people go to drugs like hard drugs because their fucking life is a wreck in one way or another. Yeah, I hear you. It's a good way to escape, especially opiates. Mm -hmm. There's so much to be said for just like doing the best for people in general, Mm -hmm. not just because it will make people happy, but because it's just the right thing to do. Like with the plastics, it's just the right thing to do. Can we just do the right thing? Can we just make our companies and our government work for us? Mm -hmm. Not just for us, for the whole world. There's absolutely no reason for it to not be done. And now let's join hands and sing Kumbaya (laughs) together. (laughs) Hands across the nation. Yeah. (laughs) Some of us are going to be real cold and in a lot of water, but we can do it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm drowning. I don't like this. <laughs> I'm at the top of this mountain. And I can't breathe. <laughs> right? The air's too thin here. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I cry about sometimes. That is my high cry. Plastic world. My high cry, the vastness of space and how we don't really know anything is, is what mm-hmm. I tend to cry about. Because a lot of times what we think of as like, oh, futuristic, we're going to go to other planets and we're going to colonize another world. And I hate to tell you guys this, but that's probably just not possible for many reasons. But we're going to get into some of them right now. (laughs) Are you going to show up my 10 
facts about plastic right now. <laughs> My 10 key notes of plastic. Not really. I mean, I have like <laughs> some things that I'm going to say. It's so much math, you guys. And I just like barely understand some of the things that I'm going to talk about. So I'm not going to get too into it. But we are going to talk about some stuff. And I will pretend to be like vaguely knowledgeable about it. But honestly, you should probably like look up some of these things because it's more interesting than I will be able to articulate within a reasonable degree of uh, intelligibility. You are no rocket scientist. I certainly am not. And there are people who are rocket scientists. So I think it's important that we lean on them and their knowledge and not my Googling. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody will hopefully. Most people are at least semi-aware that we have determined to a to a high degree of probability or not we meaning like I'm not a part of this, but like scientists have determined that there there was this event called the Big Bang, right, Mm -hmm. which was the result of a singularity. And a singularity is essentially when a black hole collapses into the densest version that it can possibly go. And usually that density will create an explosion. Essentially, we don't know what started that Big Bang. We know that it was a singularity. What came before that singularity, we have no idea. So we consider our beginning of time to be that singularity, that event where all of that matter compressed and then exploded and created Mm -hmm. what we now know as our universe. In our universe, as far as we can estimate, and this is like pure estimation because there is pretty much no way right at this moment that we can get to the very like end of our universe like as far as our cameras or any any sort of instruments that we have we Mm -hmm. probably have about two trillion galaxies so we are in a galaxy and it's kind of like its own independent like little gravitational force it's all like held together there are again two trillion of those galaxies that have their own little gravitational force and since that singularity that big bang we have been expanding and expanding and expanding i think they call it cosmic inflation yeah and it just keeps happening and it will never stop that cosmic inflation is always happening what's happening right now is that because of the speed of light and it being so fucking fast faster than anything that we're capable of as a species mm-hmm. currently when you look in the night sky you are seeing stars that are likely already outside of our reach entirely. Does that mean that the constellations eventually will be different, like not there? So we are at the tail end of the creation of new stars. In a certain number of years, it's a lot of years, like long after you and I are dead, uh, there will be no more new stars. What we see now in the sky will slowly start dying out as these stars either get so far away from us that we will no longer know that they exist or that they will die out because stars eventually do die out. Or there's another like Big Bang kind of scenario. Yes. Right now, we are part of the Milky Way galaxy, right? Mm -hmm. There's another galaxy, which is the Andromeda galaxy. So these two galaxies are kind of moving together because they're kind of trapped in the same basic gravity. As far as I understand, I could be totally misunderstanding that. But based on what I read, that's what's happening. So they're kind of in the same gravitational field, right? The way that the Big Bang happens, all of these different galaxies tend to be in their own gravitational field. And what kind of separates everything and makes things spread out is what scientists consider to be dark matter. So matter Mm -hmm. that they haven't been able to interact with yet, haven't been able to kind of like really figure out and study because they can't like, it's not like an atom, right? Mm -hmm. We can't like get a handle on it. What's happening is even though our two galaxies are kind of coalescing and will eventually like come together to, I think they call it the Milkdromeda, to create a Milkdromeda galaxy. Love it. Most of the other galaxies are just like, you know, spreading apart. Yeah. Spreading Mm -hmm. further and further and further apart. Eventually, we will have no stars in our sky that we can see. We will have absolutely no way, if we're still around, we will have no way of knowing probably that there were ever galaxies anywhere besides ours. We'll just be floating in a bubble of endless darkness, except for what we can see in our own galaxy. So Hmm. that's the first thing that already is like, my brain, I can't. I know. It is is too much. (laughs) 
It makes me feel like space is a load of shit. Space is not a load of shit, but we have absolutely no idea <laughs> what we come yeah, from. I mean, take that statement with a, with a grain of salt. <laughs> it's a load of shit. <laughs> That's the tagline. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's just like so complicated and like so vast. And it's like, like the plastics thing. It's like your brain stops being able to process these numbers after a while. You're just like, I can't even, I can't even intellectualize what two trillion is. It doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, me neither. No. The other thing is, again, we come from a singularity, which means that that singularity had to happen from somewhere else. So a black hole is where a star collapses into itself. There's so much gravity that it starts to pull in everything else and it essentially implodes. It's like extreme gravity. If you were to be pulled into a black hole, you would be stretched like a spaghetti noodle infinitely. Wow. And time would not exist the same way that <laughs> Until we the think end it of would. Time. <laughs> yeah, it would feel like it probably went on for like hundreds of years, even though it was happening in the span of like four seconds. In a singularity, yeah. Scientists have theorized that you might be able to time travel in this point because time doesn't work like it does in, in our current understanding. It doesn't make any sense. So once you cross that event horizon, which is where the black hole starts and light can't escape anymore, to be able to mm -hmm. escape a black hole, you would have to be going faster than the speed of light because not even light can escape a black hole. We have crossed the sound barrier and we can get off of our planet, but to be able to escape from something that is sucking in light is just inconceivable. Inconceivable! You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. There's no way to escape. Something has to be pulling in all of this matter to create this singularity. So our universe, that singularity had to have come from some other universe, right? So there was a mother universe mm -hmm. that collapsed through this black hole and shot out our universe. And we have black holes all around us. Eventually our sun, you know, its, its power will extinguish and its mass will become so heavy at the center that it implodes and creates a black hole. And then we will be done. Our current galaxy will create another universe somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So the idea that people have come up with is that it is possible that every black hole is creating another universe. And every new universe that is created, it is possible that those new universes have life because, you know, we don't understand how time operates once you go through these black holes. It is possible also that we are currently in some sort of black hole, which is what people are theorizing. I don't know how much I believe that aspect of it, but people theorize that we are currently in a black hole, that time is not operating the huh. way that we think it is. That one was really interesting to me. I was like, okay, so there's multiverse, which is pretty cool. And then there's like this black hole thing, which is like, oh, we are currently in a black hole probably. And or they why say like, would, why possible. are we in a black hole? What about the sun? Because we don't understand how time works in a black hole. So it is possible. They are, they're saying that they think it might be possible that we are currently experiencing like some part of like the the sucking down and the compression it's kind of confusing to me like that I don't know that I'm that into I'm gonna read a, a little bit of it it's interesting yeah like the multiverse resonates with me the thought that like there's tons of different of us or whatever you know like what's that a parallel parallel dimension I yeah I buy into that that kind of fits into this in a way if there are endless versions of us dependent upon like what kind of choices that we make. Um, and this is like mm -hmm. a, a long held quantum mechanics thing from like the 50s. That's when it was first introduced as like a, a real scientific theory. If we are able to be in parallel universes, then it is possible that we also don't understand how black holes work and that black holes in a black hole, time can operate separately from what we think of as like a, a linear progression, right? Yeah. So like there could be like layers of us just stacked on top of each other. That's that's what I understand of it. I am not as into the idea that we are currently living in a black hole as I am into the yeah. idea of we are a daughter universe and we are creating more daughter universes. 
and that those might be the endless variations of because it's all the same matter, like we could be creating more and more universes through these different black holes. And we don't know where those are. You just think too long about it. And you're like, it's too much. I, I think by, by design, our brains aren't meant to comprehend like this grand scale of existence. That's mm-hmm. part of our design as people, because that's too much information. And I think that the human experience would be a lot different if those questions were answered. You know, because like the uncertainty and like fragility of life or whatever is sort of part of the human condition and what our soul's purpose is here to understand or whatever. Right. If we're like constantly spitting shit out into like new places, right? And you believe in like karmic reincarnation or whatever. It's like, what if your soul like leaves your body and then just gets like spit onto some other planet or whatever? And it's like, well, maybe you'll figure it out here. (laughs) You didn't figure it out on that planet. (laughs) <laughs> you just well, what's interesting is that the idea of parallel universes initially came about because Einstein's theory of relativity didn't account for a lot of things that we're seeing now in what we're studying in, in the larger realm of the universe. And there are a lot of unanswered questions. Any study of this kind of stuff is really more theoretical because you can't create Mm -hmm. your own universe and see what happens, right? I think it's difficult to be a scientist in this field because you're just like, well, I came up with a math problem. Maybe it works. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And it's not like any other science is like more defined necessarily because we're all working with the same like basic theories. And then sometimes those theories change and the whole thing has to be reworked. It's especially difficult for people who work in quantum mechanics because they're having to create something from literally nothing most of the time. So I told you once about Schrodinger's cat, right? I tell you that there is a cat in this box and the cat is either alive or dead, which is it? The answer to that is the cat is both until you open the box. Yes, I've heard this before. Again, that's just me like paraphrasing and maybe I'm getting something wrong, but that's the basic thing is like it's doing both until you actually interact with it. There was Schrodinger's cat and that was like one way of explaining this. And and that was probably like the easiest way of explaining this to most people. But there's this other guy named Hugh Everett III, and he was a physicist. And he actually came up with the idea of a multiverse. And he was like laughed out of his industry. He was like a quantum theorist. And, and he wrote this paper on what I think he called the many worlds theory. This is described by Scientific American as a modern explanation of why the probabilistic weirdness of quantum mechanics resolves itself into the concrete world of our experience. In the lab, people would see that most particles can only go one way or another. These particles would go both ways. They could go left or right or like really you couldn't figure out what they were doing until you actually looked at them. So the idea was that they were doing both until you looked at them. But the other idea was that because they're doing both until you look at them, once you look at them or once you made your decision on interacting with them, it would then split. So they'd still be doing both, but there would be one you looking at it going one direction and one you looking at it going the other direction. And he was laughed out of his industry. Like people thought he was a complete fucking lunatic. And only further into the 80s, like right before he died, did people say like, oh, he's a fucking genius. (laughs) This was actually (laughs) revolutionary. And then he was asked to like speak at conferences and all sorts of stuff. So that's whoever the third. This is the first like scientific theory that gained any sort of traction about like a multiverse. Some people also say that time and space could be layered like a cake. You have one you doing one thing, one you doing another thing, one you doing another thing. And that's kind of like the, um, if you've ever seen the movie, Another World, or is that what it's called? Another mm-hmm. Earth? Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, Another, another Earth. Earth. I like that movie. That was good. That movie is yeah. amazing. It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. The idea that there is another you that makes maybe even just a slight difference in a behavior and creates this whole other trajectory in a completely different universe that looks exactly like this one. That blows my fucking mind. (laughs) What if you make a certain decision like on your life's path and then you don't realize it, but then you are like thrust into this different place? Oh, right. Now that's like some stoner shit. (laughs) That's like some serious stoner shit. 
we talked about the multiverse, which makes me kind of cry because if I think about it for too long, I'm just like, oh, there are infinite me's and I don't know what's going on. And what if there's another me that's suffering or what if there's another me that's like Hitler? Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, But then there's the idea that because of the nature of like, again, singularities and like so many black holes, we're creating new universes. Like, what if we are literally the only what we consider sentient life form, which I, I take issue with that as a concept, because I think there are more sentient life forms on this planet than just us, but whatever. Oh, totally. Yeah. We're just the only ones who have like plastic. <laughs> but what if life is really rare and mm-hmm. there is a very small percentage of a chance that any given universe can create life and there is nothing else but this planet? that has life and that's overwhelming too the fuck that's overwhelming mm-hmm. everything's overwhelming i hope that there would be other life forms in our universe besides us on this earth even if there were the chances of them having technology sufficient to be able to get to us through an ever expanding and infinite universe yeah very slim yeah so slim like it, it is possible that we are entirely alone and will be until we all die off Yeah. And I don't know if that's like a good feeling or a bad feeling. I can't identify it. Right. It's just like, like, it's kind of both. It makes me feel special. Like it it feels special that, you know, just by dumb luck, got this experience of being alive at a Mm -hmm. perfect time where life can survive in this particular world. But also the idea that we are entirely alone and that when this is done, there will be nothing else. Because when this is done, we will very likely kill off this round of life on our planet further into that we will eventually be sucked into a black hole unless we're already in it (laughs) right if I think too much on any of that I'm just like my brain like I also think it's very exciting though because it's like yeah we don't know anything we just don't know anything no we don't everything's like minor miracle I know and I think it's important to think about this kind of stuff the big picture to not get so like caught up in the day-to-day and Absolutely. Oh, here's the other thing that blows my fucking mind. There was like the immediate radiation of the Big Bang, which would be like nothing would survive that era. But then there was another era. There might have been some opportunity for some planet like masses that could have had all the makings for having some sort of life form that then died off through the next period when things got a little bit colder and things weren't so compressed. So that's another thing where I'm just like, oh, my God. It's cyclical and everything's crazy. It feels like a lot of luck or not luck, but, you know, it's like too much chance for there to not be a purpose in life. But then there's like so much emptiness that it's like, well, maybe there is no purpose. You know, it's like this weird, like contradictory feeling for me thinking about it. We can all understand the idea of wanting there to be some sort of organized method to all of this. I can understand the desire for people to believe in God. Totally. Because if you think about this too Mm -hmm. long, you're just like, nothing is guaranteed. Everything is random. Eventually we will die and that will be it. And that can make me feel one of two ways. Everything is empty. We are alone. Or it's like, okay, well, I got to make the best of this. I got to do the best I can. This is all I have. Like it's, it's one of those two things. I tend to lean more toward the latter. I can understand the like, oh my God, we're alone. We're going to die alone. There's nothing out there. (laughs) our individual life experiences like although on the exterior are shared with others our own life experience like is not accessible to anybody else existence in itself is actually pretty lonely but a side note I've been very depressed so (laughs) (laughs) don't let my depression infect you but like life is meaningless you're right this is like a super stoner heavy thing Benny's like really into thinking about this sort of stuff when he's high. Yeah. And sometimes like scares himself. It's easy. Like already my heart is kind of beating fast. Like if I try to think about like the numbers <laughs> too much, like my brain, like this is how I know I'm just, I, I'm an animal with a computer. Uh, my brain. I don't get it. I don't uh-huh. get it. And like uh-huh, it, it gives I me know. like extreme <laughs> anxiety. I can't help but experience it sometimes, like not often, but sometimes like it's kind of magical. There's so little chance that we could be here and we are by some amazing coincidence. And that to me is like a gift. Mm -hmm. I don't have to like the gift. 
<laughs> now we're both doing it again, staring off. Uh, space is a lot and I bet you there's going to be fucking plastic in space like there probably already is space junk that shit where's that stuff in space never breaks down obviously because it's space there's nothing to break it down but what's really interesting about it is so much of the stuff in space is seen as UFOs where it's like no that's an emergency blanket (laughs) and that will never go away and it will always be there and people will always think it's a UFO and if our civilization somehow dies out and then we create a new civilization that can look into the universe and see this shit we're gonna think it's a UFO again we're gonna like create some alien species that created this like weird floating blanket now I'm freaked out I'm freaked out about (laughs) space I'm freaked out about plastic I'm freaked out about space plastic I'm glad that we could do this together. I I have nothing to wrap this up with. Oh my God, me neither. These have been our thoughts. I know. I think I'm going to go get stoned though. <laughs> and then what's going to happen? I'm just going to spend the rest of the day. <laughs> just listen, the do not research any of this anymore. If you want to, there is, I want to say it's a macaw. Or no, maybe it's not a macaw, but his name is Nugget. And he sings a song that that goes along the lines of like, my name is Nugget. I am a chicken. So is that if you the kind of look stuff I should bird, be looking at later? That's that's <laughs> the stuff that you should be looking for. So I love bird videos, especially parrot videos. And you you have two parrots now. You have two parakeets. I know. They're so cute. They're so cute. Just babies. But yeah, any any videos with parrots. That's that's what I or like budgies are the best. Budgies mm-hmm. are again a type of parrot, but like they sound like little robots and that makes me laugh. So they'll still <laughs> talk, but they sound like little robots like I love it. Oh, so cute. I can't wait to tell Benny some of the stuff you told me about space. I can send you all sorts of links. Just tell me what he's interested in. I'll make him cry. do it i'll make sure it's a high cry too (laughs) all right you guys you have been listening to i read a thing we thank you so much for your patience during our trying times and we hope you enjoyed our high cry episode we know it's a little different than we usually do it wasn't a deep dive but it was some information and hopefully some factual (laughs) information i guess we'll just have to see what kind of comments we get (laughs) i just there couldn't be more than one physicist to like listen to our podcast at all. Even if there was like literally only one, I feel like we would probably get some comments back on some of this. So I apologize if I got something <laughs> wrong. Again, I'm not into quantum mechanics. I I am barely into math. You Let us know great. if we got anything wrong. I, I tried my best. I tried to understand the material. <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, Um, but yeah you can find out more about us on iwriteathing.com please 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 if you like us hit that subscribe button Uh, we are available wherever you listen to podcasts and if you also are in a charitable mood you could leave us a little review on our Apple podcast page and uh, let us know how we're doing if you think that we're doing good if you think that we're doing bad maybe Maybe you should sit with that for a minute. (laughs) Just just sit with it for a minute. Pray on it a little bit. Throw you in a black hole. (laughs) We will absolutely fill you to the tippity top with plastic. (laughs) (laughs) JK. That's all we got for you today. Visit us next time. Oh, do you know what you're going to present to us next time? I still have my, my like almost finished two different topics. One is about like white saviors and the other is about manufactured bands. Well, both of those sound really uplifting. So I can't wait. (laughs) Lots of smiles. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys, we'll see you next time. Goodbye.